Welcome to Love Bites. Love Bites. Love Bites. You guys know I love sex toys. Are you looking to elevate your self-play and partner play? You should get the Iroha SVR because it works for both. The Iroha SVR has seven vibrating functions. It's body safe and waterproof. It has a small but strong vibrator attached to the cock ring, so you can use it during penetrative sex to keep the penis hard and firm while the vibrator part gives immense pleasure to the clitoris. Click the link in my episode description to check out Iroha SVR. And because you're my favorite fans, you guys get a free gift with your Iroha SVR purchase when you use the link in my description or use code LOVEBITES. Have an orgasmic time. Bye. Hello, my loves, and welcome back to the Love Bites by Dr. Tara podcast. It's the new year. Is it new year, new you? Ready for some sexual exploration and sexual wellness with Dr. Tara? I think so. So today's episode is a little bit different because this is season three and I want to start it off with something that I've never done before, which is just me answering all of your questions. Well, to be specific, I'm answering 15 questions from you from Instagram. So this is directly from you to me to you. So without further ado, I have my producer here with me, my Gen Z producer, Mirabella. Mirabella has chosen 15 questions from Instagram that you guys asked me uh, that I'll be answering in this episode. Let's go. B asks, what are your top four positions? Number one is doggy with the vibrator on the clit combo because then you can come clitorally and vaginally and at the same time so it's a pro move number two i would say lifted missionary so missionary with pillow under the butt number three even though a lot of people don't like it i actually find it interesting and uh, sexy it's 69 the trick is like not doing it at the same time it's like being in the 69 position but taking turns like a couple minutes per person to like give or receive fully i think 69 is incredible it's just sexy and then the fourth one i would say is uh cowgirl i mean you know for women cowgirl allows us to really control like where the stimulation goes there's also a lot of like rubbing the clitoris when we ride so there's stimulation from that as you guys know if you've been listening to dr tara you know you know sex ed pretty good so you know that the clitoris has over ten thousand nerve endings the clitoris is the same as the penis so anything that stimulates the clitoris is good so those would be my top four top four positions vishwa asks i want to know which is the dirtiest wildest position the dirtiest is poop play <laughs> Okay, the hottest position, I don't think it's top four, but it is definitely hot and dirty, is getting fucked from behind while standing on a balcony. He's like fucking me from behind, like playing with my boobs and like my clit and all that and like fucking from behind and like on the balcony. So it has like exhibitionism vibes. So I think that's the dirtiest, hottest move. And I think it's in a lot of people's fantasies. Okay. All right asks, I masturbate even though I have a girlfriend. Is that okay? Oh, 100%. I think there is such a myth and shame surrounding like having sex with yourself when you're in a relationship so like when i ask my clients or friends sometimes like oh do you masturbate they they always like kind of look 
puzzled and like, oh, but I have a partner. Why would I masturbate? Because they're two completely different things. You can have sex with your partner and masturbate and fucking enjoy both. So I'm a big supporter of masturbation and daily masturbation is healthy. It doesn't have to be daily. It's not a requirement, but if that's something that you want, it is healthy. Or if you just want to masturbate a couple times a week, it's healthy. There's no shame in the masturbation game. For women or people that have vulvas and vaginas, I highly recommend mixing it up with your fingers as well as vibrators of different types. You don't ever want to get used to just one type because it can cause your brain and body to only respond positively to that one type of vibrator, which can be like problematic later if, you know, you don't feel as aroused when you have sex with a partner, right? So you want to mix it up. You want to make sure your body is used to different types of stimulation. And that's why it's important to have many vibrators. (laughs) For men, there is something called idiosyncratic masturbation, where um, you get used to just masturbating with your hand. You get used to the tempo, the grip, the sensation of your hand, and it makes you not get aroused when you have sex with your partner or when you or you can't you can't get hard or you can't come with a partner so similarly what you want to do is to mix it up when you masturbate you don't you don't want to always use your hand what you can use is and this is one example you can use a masturbator this is stroke from blush check out blushlove.com but this is just an, an, an isn't a good example of a stroker so So here we have a stroker. This one from Blush has a hole like for your penis and then it has different vibration function. So it has 10 vibrating functions, five different speeds, five different patterns. And the inside chambers inside the hole is textured. So it should feel kind of like a vagina. Or butthole, whatever whatever you prefer. It's a technology called Purio, revolutionary super soft silicone. So yeah, definitely check out blushlove.com for this uh, masturbator for men. For more affordable options, there are also like the eggs where you can like masturbate using the egg. There's other pocket pussies that are cheap. So definitely check out different ways to masturbate so you don't rely solely on the hand. Can you twerk? Yes. Question mark? (laughs) Uh, I can, but I don't think it's like a, like if you have to rate it, it's probably like a C plus. Cardi B is an A plus twerk. Megan Thee Stallion as well. But me and like Cardi B or Megan, I'm like a C minus. Justine asks, is it gay that my husband likes his prostate milked? Not at all. The thing is, all men have prostate and some of them like to have their prostate played with. The prostate is a gender neutral body part that all males have. So just because you like stimulation in certain body parts, it doesn't say anything at all about sexual orientation. You're only gay when you like men. <laughs> Other than that, if you want to get if you want to get pegged, if you want your prostate milked, if you want your butthole to be played with, it's just a body part. It's a neutral body part that you can play with, that you can have pleasure from, and it has nothing to do with who you love or who you want to be with. Ricky asks, I've been with my girl for six years and I can't get close to her booty hole. 
I did it all even prayed to God. I pray to God for many things. I've not prayed to God for anal, mm. but for many other things. Mm. Yeah. I have been exploring my sexual uh, sexuality and spirituality a lot. And talking to God is just one of them. Okay, so get to the booty hole. If she's not ready, she's not ready. And there's no forcing her. There's no trying to convince someone. When they're, when they're not ready, they're just not ready. So I guess the first thing would be, how do you encourage her to feel more uncomfortable? And I think people feel more comfortable when they have the right information. So I would send her information that are proper information about ass play. Maybe you want to start with eating her ass, right? You don't want to go into like anal sex just yet maybe just massaging her butthole or eating ass i would send her articles about ass eating maybe clips from this episode you know my videos on instagram and tiktok about ass eating and then kind of just help her feel comfortable from there because we all need to feel a little bit comfortable first in order to try anything so i think first thing before you ask her to try something is to help her feel comfortable by having information don't be crass eat her ass Gabby asks, how do I know if I finished slash orgasm during sex? Oh, okay. I assume Gabby talks about vaginal penetration. Because I think if you have clitoral stimulation and you come clitorally, you know. It feels like you have to pee. And some people let it loose, so just go for it. Um, and some people kind of hold it in. Either way, it feels great. Vaginal orgasm, which also, by the way, you know... Even in the sexuality realm, like the experts and the researchers and the doctors still can't agree that there's an actual G-spot. Because the vagina, the whole vulva, the biggest part of the vulva is the whole clitoral network. The clit isn't just a little small top part. Uh, of the vulva it's actually the whole system and i hope uh emma can put a picture up that's like a, a there, there's two legs the clitoris has two legs on the inside of the body and like ten thousand nerve endings so even like in the vagina when you when you say you have vaginal orgasm it's still like stimulating your clitoral network you know because that's that's the part that feels good. Anyways, okay. Vaginal orgasm feels like you have to close your legs. It's contracting like massively and everything is expanding and constricting and expanding. So when you're coming vaginally, you get like goosebumps in the body and then you you have to like close your legs. And people are confused like, oh my god, have I ever had it? It's just if you have to close your legs, you have had an orgasm. Armando asks, I'm like hard 24-7 and I don't know why. It's like unreal. Is there something wrong with me? If you're hard 24-7, there is something wrong with you. <laughs> you should go see a doctor, um, sexual medicine specialist to check out your dick because no one is hard 24-7. But I assume that this question is figurative, being a little dramatic. Okay, so like just hard a lot. You are completely fine. I, it sounds like you may be young, like under 30 years old. It is very common to have a hard-on a lot of times and to be able to get aroused from many stimulating factors. Some people watch a movie and there's a kissing scene and they get a hard dick. Some people, you know, go get gas and there's like a hot person next door, they get a hard dick. <laughs> Some people are in yoga, they see like a butt in front of them, they get a hard dick. So it's completely normal to get hard oftentimes. However, if it starts to be concerning, I always recommend people to go see a sexual medicine specialist because um, people don't go enough. 
I didn't go until I was in my 30s. Can you believe it? Rick asks, is it wrong to fantasize about someone else when having sex? I love my girlfriend. It's not wrong. Here's the thing about like sexual fantasy or sexual imagination in general. Humans are highly imaginative. Like we can imagine a lot of things and it's beautiful. The reason why we have all these arts, the arts, the culture, the movies, the TV show, the clothing, all of these things are because of imagination. So when it comes to sexual imagination, why are we ashamed? It feels like cheating even though it just pops into your head. I personally don't think so. And also if it's not something you can stop, it is not your fault. Right? Like if you have uh, an, an active sexual imagination, you're having sex and there's like a movie scene about another girl pops up in your head. Like, is that wrong? You know, however, if you're actively trying to fantasize and think about other people while having sex with your partner, there's probably an issue in your sex life with your partner that you should investigate, have a conversation, maybe see a sex coach and see where it can go. Because yeah, if you're constantly trying to think about other people, I think that's problematic and it's a symptom of a deeper issue with your partner. But if it's a sexual imagination that comes up from time to time, I think there's nothing wrong with that. Okay, Marie asks, I'm dating a guy with a small penis and I feel nothing during sex. Mm, what should I do? That happens a lot because there are a lot of men with small penises. Okay, there are three things you can do. One is have a conversations about the things that stimulate you. So is it like him licking your clitoris, like fingering you, massaging your butthole, massaging your nipples? Like what part of sex is the most stimulating and encourage your partner to do more of that part because that doesn't involve a penis. Number two, if you want, you can have a conversation about him like wearing an extender or using other tools inside your vagina like a dildo. And then three, one way to explore having sex with your partner that have a small penis is whether they want to play with other people. And this is not to say, oh my God, if you're dating someone with a small penis, you should open up your relationship. Not at all. Because again, I keep telling people, open relationship is not for everybody. It's very, very hard. It's for a very like, small group of people. Interestingly, there is a concept called monogamish, where from time to time, like small amount, like, you know, monogamish, from time to time, you may have sex with other people um, based on the consent of both partners. That could be something to talk about if it's available in your relationship. So yeah, those are three different options. You can do one, you can do both, you can do all. Up to you. Okay, uh, Mochi asks, if I come in a girl and she takes plan B, does she have to clean the cum that's inside of her? Yes and no. So if you take plan B, which again, you shouldn't, I've, I've, I say again, because I think I've said this on my podcast already, but if you're watching me for the first time, you should not take plan B that often. It's called plan B for a reason. It should never be your plan A. It could have health complications later in life. So I don't recommend using plan B often. Um, but let's say you already do, which is fine because I've used it myself. You won't get pregnant most likely. However, you should still clean the cum off of your vagina as in like you should go pee and try to push it out for hygiene purposes. <laughs> Barton asks, I'm a virgin and I don't think I'm good in bed. What do you think I should do? It is very common. It's very common to be young and have not had your sexual debut and feel anxious about it. So my first question would be, why are you anxious about it? Is it because you're comparing yourself to porn? Because again, these are sex athletes, okay? And in real life, 
we don't compare ourselves to other athletes. I don't compare myself to how strong I am versus Serena Williams. You know, like I don't compare uh, the other parts of myself. Like I don't compare my cooking with a professional chef. So why do I com- Why would you or I or us compare ourselves? With a porn star, they're athletes. So yeah, like the first off is to work towards understanding and accepting in your head that you are not a porn star, and you don't have to be, and you don't have to look like that or having sex like a porn star. So that's first. Second, I would say watch educational porn. In order to feel less anxious about having sex for the first time, you have to know more. And to know more, it's to read more, it's to talk to people more, watch Dr. Tara, Love Bites by Dr. Tara, and to, if you want and if you can, watch educational porn. The first time I watched an educational porn video was, I'm not gonna say his name, he's an educational porn star, um, is known for putting out educational porn content and I was watching it for squirting. He was showing how to warm up a body and how to insert fingers and how to like help her squirt from fingering and how women can also like prep their body to like squirt. So I was watching that video and I learned a lot about how like the body functions, what are some of the synchronicities that have to happen. So it was actually really helpful and educational because before that I had no idea what is like What's going on when you squirt? And how do you get there? So it was very helpful. So I encourage people to do that. And you can look it up through, you know, Google. And there's a lot of sites that do educational porn. So you can kind of go from there. But yeah, long story short, the more information you have, the more likely you're going to feel more confident um, and ready to go for it and have that first one. And again, you have to remember Usually, the first time for people is not going to be the best sex they've ever had. Ken asks, what is a good way to ask your partner about a threesome? It's always been my wildest fantasy. I think that involving a third person into your sexual relationship can be very difficult if you're in your relationship. It's always been heteronormative and extremely monogamous. So just so you know, your partner has the right to feel uncomfortable and disagree and not want to do it. However, here is the way that I think is sensitive and mindful to share about your desire because there's no shame in the threesome game. Like if you, if it's something you want to try, it's on your bucket list, like it's sexual exploration, right? There's no shame in that. So here's a way to share. What I think when it comes to involving other people is it's threatening to your partner. So what you would want to do first thing is when you mention your desire to have a threesome or to try having sex, um, including a third person, is to say it has nothing to do with your partner. You love your partner very much. You love the sex that you guys are already having. You are, you know, sexually satisfied. But this is a part of sexual exploration that you've always wanted to try. Talk about why you think it's exciting or interesting to try. Talk about how it could bring both of you closer together. So talk about it in terms of a mutual activity, not just like, I want this, 
you should want it with me. It is hurtful. Yeah, whenever you bring it up, just like, I want to try a threesome. Like, why don't you want to try with me? It's like immediately blaming your partner and your partner feels threatened and then no one comforts your partner, right? You want to make your partner feel comfortable when it, before you ever try anything. Dan asks, will using a butt plug on her while having vaginal sex make her come harder? It could make her come harder, but it's hard. A lot of women that I've talked to can't come from anal sex. They explore because it, they think it's fun, it's new, they want to please their partner, and many other kind of other benefits, but they don't come from it. Some do come from it, which is, I, I'd say, very lucky. But it is possible to use a butt plug that's um, vibrating and then have penetrative sex and for her to have a combo orgasm. Okay, now we're going to go into a game. So this game is called Slap or clap, it's like if a fan asked you this question in person, what would you do, slap or clap? Okay. Okay, so if they ask you, Tara, would you do OnlyFans at Heidi Lau? What's Heidi <laughs> Lau? It's a hot pot place in LA. Uh, slap, because I don't want to be banned from Heidi Lau. I love Heidi Lau and I would always go forever, so no. Slap. Nothing wrong with OnlyFans, by the way. I appreciate OnlyFans creators. Someone yells, can you record yourself having sex and post it during your TED Talk? Slap, because uh, again, I'm a sex educator, not a porn star yet. They ask you, would you rather have mango slices stuffed in your pussy or bread stuffed up your ass at Art Basel? Ooh, wow, both. Yeah, clap. Clap, clap, clap to mango in my pussy and bread up my ass. Yeah, is it a gluten-free bread? I guess. I okay, yeah. Then yes, you can shove it up my ass. And hope someone eats it out of there too. They ask you, do you eat ass in Thai in front of your mom? Clap. <laughs> really? I had to think about it, but clap. Okay. Because yes, let's normalize ass eating. Lots of people enjoy it. As long as you stay hygienic, girlies, you're fine. And also, my mom should be okay with it. They ask you, is seven inches okay? And also, have you been with someone Hispanic? And have you have a pretty nose in the DMs? Is this a real DM? Yeah. Slap. It What's was, the whole thing again? Is seven inches okay? And have you been with someone seven Hispanic? Seven inches is okay. And have, and I you have, have a pretty been nose. with someone Hispanic. <laughs> and I have a pretty nose. Thank you so much. But yeah, all of that is kind of weird. Start with a cute nose. I like that. I like compliments. Let's do five quickies with Dr. Tara. <laughs> okay, number one, having sex in the shower. Fuck yeah. Um, I do it. But also, water is not lube. So like having sex in the shower, it doesn't mean like your pussy is going to get slippery. It's the other way around. Water is friction. So what you want to do is actually like use lube in the shower. Okay, number two, giving a blowjob in a house full of cats. Fuck no, I can't. I'm allergic to cats. Like, my throat would close up. I can't, like, give a blowjob. My nose would be running. My eyes, I would be crying. Like, my eyes would puff up. Like, I just, I, I look like that, like, little Michelin ball. Like, the white, the white Michelin, you know, Michelin? The Michelin man? The Michelin man. I look like that. Would you want that person to give you a blowjob? Number three, he's a 10, but he says he hates Thai food. Oh, fuck no. Zero. Zero immediately. Anyone that hates Thai food is not attractive to me. Okay, number four, just you and Brent at a sex party with all of your past lovers. No, I can't do it because uh, I've had some shitty past lovers and I would not want to revisit them again. I feel like that's relatable for most people. All right, number five, last one. Spill the tea. Oh, I don't I don't think you're going to do this. Let's I don't see, think let's you're going to. See. Number five, spill the tea on who yelled at you during the filming of Celebs Go Dating. Don't name names. I can't name names, but there is an 
a certain older individual that was very upset with my sex positive comments. And uh, it got a little bit out of hand, but everything was under control and everyone's fine. Can you give like a little detail? <laughs> well, you know, it's Celebs Go Dating. It's a TV show in the UK that I was on. Uh, I'm a sex expert and a coach and a matchmaker. So we matchmake celebrities with non-celebrities. And one time, you know, during a situation where the celebrity did not like the person we matchmake them with, they were very upset. And I jokingly, and anyone that knows me, I joke a lot, right? Like I jokingly said, oh, maybe ask it like to spice it up. Like because conversation was so boring. Maybe ask like, what's your favorite sex position? And they snapped. Um, so there is that, but it was not on TV. So this is a little tea. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. That was wonderful. So much fun. So much fun. And I always love answering your questions because, again, I want you to know I have this podcast for you. I want to help as many people as possible to feel sexually empowered, to get out of their sexual shame and feel like they can enjoy sex comfortably and feel like they can talk about sex comfortably. So, it's the reason why I have this show. So thank you so much for watching and listening to this show. Please like, share, subscribe, comments, <laughs> all the things because, you know, it keeps us going. It keeps the whole team going, the Love Bites team, and we appreciate you. And for this new year, 2024, I wish you all an extremely orgasmic year. Bye! Thanks for listening. This was, this was Love Bites. Love Bites. By Dr. Tara. Follow Dr. Tara on social media at lovebites.co. Have an orgasmic day. Did you know there's an app that celebrates candid conversations about sex with no censorship? The Moan app is a sexual wellness community app where you can join audio chat rooms, listen to real people talk about their real-life sexual experiences. It's free, anonymous, inclusive, and fun. Check out the Moan app today. That's M-O-N app.